Kicking off on what could be a massive week for NC State football, we have a big man filling out the trenches, another commit to the 2024 class. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, happy August the 1st, happy football season, officially now, fall camp. This Today's the first day of fall camp. We'll be talking a little bit about that in just a little bit. But first, Kenton, we're going to have to get to the most pressing issues That is another massive, massive commit for the 2024 class in Robbie Martin. What are your thoughts? You know, this big fella can bend, he can move, and he's strong as an ox. Saw him the other day, uh, saw a video of him lifting the other day. He can be something special here. He can be something special, and he's a prime example of if you win, they will come. What do I mean by that? He specifically stated the amount of offensive linemen that NC State had put into the league back to back to back was impressive to him. When you have success, players want to come to you to be successful. That is, that's just as, as flat and as plain as I can put this. And I know I've talked about already some of the other positions in, that we need and how, you know, the, the um, how do I put this, the massively grown draft pool from what it traditionally is has hurt us by some guys that we would have drafted, not get drafted. But when you look at that draft success that we've had on the offensive line, it leads to a great player like this coming in. Absolutely. Quick background on Robbie Martin here. Three-star offensive lineman from Huntington, West Virginia. Listed at 6'4", 285. He is the number one rated player in the state of West Virginia. So in addition to NC State trying to build up our fence for the state of North Carolina, we're able to pluck off the plate of West Virginia a couple times. Uh, we also have the number four rated line or sorry, player, which is a linebacker. Uh, this was Wolfpack commit Cannon Lewis, who committed to NC State about a month or so ago. But yeah, Kenton, you mentioned Robbie Martin immediately had to talk about the reputation that NC State has built for the offensive mm-hmm. linemen here. And putting talent into the NFL was a, a key factor in his decision-making here. And absolutely. I mean, it's, it's become so hard to ignore that NC state is, you know, we, we pride ourselves so much on development, but it feels like the offensive linemen, especially, you know, the Garrett Bradbury's, the, the, uh, the Will Richardson's, the, the icky, the icky Iquanus. I was just about to say, you can't forget the guy that was the first offensive player off the draft board two years ago, but yeah, that's there's so many of them. I can't even get through them all, but you know, you, we, we spoke just a couple weeks ago about a Trent Mitchell committing to the 2024 class. Another guy with a big, strong frame. This is pre coach thunder, of course, something to be very excited about, but Robbie Martin's another one here. You, you get him in this system, you get him with coach thunder, 
You get him with, you know, what what seems to be a very exciting new offensive line coach in Garrett Tujay. You know, the energy that he's brought to NC State in such a short amount of time is nothing short of impeccable. So, you know, this this is a it, it is a very good commit here. Um, it feels like, you know, all of a sudden this 2024 class is building up a lot of steam. And I also I forgot to put it up here on a slide, but I want to call into attention um, one of our followers on Twitter, when I kind of made light of this, this announcement today, he said, I always get mo- the most excited when we get an offensive lineman commit. Call me old fashioned, but he gets the most excited when we land a guy like this. And I can certainly see why, you know, the offensive lineman's not exactly a sexy position. They're not the ones scoring the points and doing the touchdown dances. But again, we talk about this a lot on here. It starts in the trenches. It starts up front. Yeah. And when you bring in a high caliber player here like a Robbie Martin, I mean you're you're building that wall up front to 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 get a guy like a potential Jonathan Paler who we'll talk about in just a second. You open up those holes, and then the whole world of possibilities for this offense can take place. But yeah, nothing short of a a massive commitment here from Robbie Martin. Very simply put. The phrase, the front end will affect the back end before the back end affects the front end applies to not only defense. Let's look at offense as well, right? If you have a great offensive line, how likely is it that you'll have a great running game? I I can see a correlation there. And then on top of that, if you have a great offensive line, how likely is it that your quarterback is going to have a sufficient amount of time to find open receivers or your receivers will have extra time to get open? If they're, you know, the the way that a play was designed or schemed up just doesn't get it done. So if you're if you're catching my drift here, what offensive linemen do at a high level, if they are, if your offensive line is dominant, your team will most likely be dominant. Even if you have backs that are going down on first contact, well, guess what? If they're averaging four and a half to five yards per carry before contact, then what does that mean? That on average, you're averaging four and a half to five yards per carry, which is the first down every two. So, you know, I I understand the excitement about offensive linemen. I'm more of a defensive line guy myself, you know, not trying to be biased here, but I'm more impartial to the defensive linemen. But either way it goes, big guys, like you said, they don't do the sexy thing. But as the old uh, as the old show, I can't remember what the name of it. I I believe it was was it Bear Grylls that had dirty jobs or. Oh, um. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. It's a dirty, dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, and these offensive linemen are the ones to do it. Absolutely. So maybe maybe two more of the, uh, the future NFL draft picks here in Trent Mitchell and then Robbie Martin. So we mentioned this kicking off a potential big week here. We talked a lot about Jonathan Paler here these last couple episodes. He was in attendance for the Alpha Wolf this past Friday. Seems to be enjoying himself in some of the pictures provided by Corey Smith and Pack Pride. There's there's a whole lot of buzz around Mr. Paler now. It, it it has certainly felt like NC State has flipped the script on South Carolina, and it it feels all but a all but a done deal almost. That's how confident I've begun to feel about this situation. And you know, so Jonathan Paler's committing. He was committing on August 5th, this Friday. He even moved it up again, just one day, to August 4th. Maybe that could be an indication on how sure he is of where he's going to be taking his talents here. Another name to be watching this week is Joshua Alexander Felton. He is also committing 
on Thursday, August 4th. He's a defensive lineman out of the state of Florida. Another guy, big, massive frame on the defensive line, could be another key piece to this 2024 class. And then, of course, rounding out the guys to look for here, more than likely, is going to be Terrell Anderson. He announced that he will be committing on August the 12th, so not this Saturday, but the Saturday following. And his final three are Michigan, Tennessee, and NC State, but it is you know, pretty strongly believed that we could have a package deal situation with Paler and Anderson. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm going to tell you this. The reality is very simple in terms of Paler. Um, the USC message boards, USC being South Carolina, has gone absolutely haywire. They are are very much so in distress. Down and, bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're very very ready uh, for for this saga to be over because they don't think that he's coming in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But with that being said, um, you know. The, the other gentleman that you were alluding to, the defensive lineman there, that one is a little bit more of a mystery. And I'll tell you this, I'm not close to either player's camp, so I'm not going to lie to you. Y'all know me. I come to you with the sources when I have a source. I come to you with the information when I have the information. I have not heard anything out of the defensive lineman's camp. However, I have heard good things uh, surrounding NC State, and, and the folks at NC State feel positive about that one. And the, the sources at NC State that I use are not people who are like, oh, everything's great. Everything's good all the time. We're going to win national championship. I, I talk to folks who are very realistic when, we, when the recruit is basically ours, when the recruit is 50-50, when we've got no shot. I know it. And I've heard good things as far as the uh, defensive tackle goes as well. But from what I'm hearing, uh, the chatter that's online uh, all the way around about Jonathan Paler, uh, that young man is a member of the pack. Yeah, I mean, all but uh, all but put in the uh, in the books essentially as we're uh, anxiously waiting for his decision to be public on Thursday. But certainly a, a whole lot to be excited about for NC State this week, in addition to Absolutely. fall camp, which we're going to talk about in just one second. But today's show is sponsored by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, potentially like a Jonathan Paler. It's the same for when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring a home. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I like that at the end. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, it brings back a little bit of the uh, Russell Russell Wilson Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Wolfpack Oof. Nation. Oh, please, please don't. Please, let's it let's just not sounds do that. Good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it does audibly it does sound nice, but the results of that ride, I mean if, brother. You, if you do it right, you can make just about anything sound good. Like yeah. let's let's try this for example. Fall camp day one. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There We're you go. talking fall about camp fall day camp. Day Today is August the first. These pictures that Pack Football has put up, you get these crisp new jerseys mm-hmm. hung up. It's 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 like Christmas Eve, Kenton. It's like Christmas Eve. Oh, 100%. And you, you got the fresh lids on the shelf ready to go 
Of course, they always wear those big bubble bubble wrap looking things on their lids nowadays to, of course, protect against concussions. But fall camp is here. And so kind of unofficially, but also officially, football season is here. And, you know, going into this fall camp, there are a lot of discussions to be had. Lots of new pieces, new coordinators, new players, new concepts, all sorts of things that we're kind of still waiting to hear on how everything's going to shake out because, you know, we play our first ball game in what, 30 days, I think it is. Yes, sir. Just about yeah. 30 days. We're kicking off up at UConn, but Kenton, I thought this would be interesting. If you wanted to share any of your fall camp memories, maybe some funny stories, some, you know, just some nostalgia, for oh, those that are, you know, are in the trenches around these days. I mean, you, you've got, I, we could have an entire show. <laughs> just based on uh, the things that you see at fall camp and all that. And, and it's, it's a, it's a blast. I'm telling you, I'm well, let me not say it's a blast because most people would disagree. It's uh, work. Most players, most players would disagree. I, I just love golf. That was that, you know what I mean? Like all football all day, all the time. That was, that was, that was just the bee's knees for me. Uh, but with that being said, um, I, oh man, what, what story can I tell that's PG? You put me on the spot here. Cause I, I didn't think that we were going to talk uh, stories and whatnot, but I, I will say this. Um, when I played at, at NC state, there was uh, a coach wide receiver coach by the name of Frisman Jackson. Okay. And uh, coach Frizz, as we called him was like very, very uh, descriptive with, with everything. Right. And, and so, he said one day on the first day of fall camp, he walked in, uh, he walked into the meeting room and said, you smell that grass outside? Fresh cut? Smells like Kent. Smells like football. You see the dew on the grass, gentlemen? Smells like football. Looks like football. You see how all of you are sitting up in your seat, ready to go, ready to take a spot, ready to compete? It's day one. It feels like football. We'll see who's sitting up, who's still erect and ready to go by day eight. And everybody, upon hearing the word erect, looks around and kind of laughs a little bit. And he said, that's the essence of football, gentlemen. That's the essence. And and then uh, we proceeded with the meeting. But it was a it was a great time. It was a uh, again, I always loved camp because I always loved football nonstop all the time. That's that to me was like, that was it. You know what I mean? Like that was football was my happy place was my sanctuary. So um, having, having the ability to do football for all day, literally from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, all ball was something I loved. Here's another question for you, Kenton, because you were in coach Dorn's first recruiting class here at NC state. Have mm-hmm. you noticed anything between maybe year one that you saw in person and kind of how he's been approaching camp now in year, what, 10, year 11? I mean, I, I think that the changes that have happened to camp are more so based upon the NCAA than Doran in and of himself, right? Okay. We've seen the rules surrounding two-a-days change. We've seen the rules surrounding a lot of things change. And, and you know, Doran is who Doran is. He has been very, very much so. He's a stay-the-course, you know, I have my way of doing things type of guy. And and he learns. Don't don't you know? Let me say that he's rigid and unchanging. But he learns and adapts. But mainly, the biggest changes that I've seen have been NCAA wide, and not necessarily specific to NC State. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So 
you you feel like he's still the same coach Doran than he was in you know 2013 2014 heading yeah, I, into go ahead I I think that he's learned again I think that he's learned uh I think that he's learned what works for him best and all that right, and, and again I I can't say that I've been to every camp and seen every every uh practice and all that to tell you what it's looked like but um for the most part I, I think Doran is who he is and and he's kind of learn through iteration with a little bit of refining here and there what's best uh, for the team. Absolutely. Well, speaking of refining and learning the best here, I want to have a little bit of a quick conversation about some of the, maybe the position battles you're most anticipating uh, hearing about. Cause you know, fall camp beginning on Tuesday, you're going to start to hear these things on who stands out, who's expected to maybe crack the depth chart er- earlier than projected. But yeah. I'll, I'll let you kick this off, Kenton. What's maybe the, the biggest position battle in your mind heading into fall camp here? Who are going to be the receivers? That's okay. the biggest. I I would not feel comfortable telling you I know for a fact that these are going to be the three starting receivers or the two starting receivers this year. I would not feel comfortable telling you that. There is no other position that I feel as uncertain about as those, as, as the wide receiver positions. Not a single one. Um, not the cornerback position where you're asking who's going to be across from Aiden Ross, not the linebacker position where you're asking who's going to replace Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas. Um, you know, not the running back position where you're saying, well, is Michael Allen going to be the guy? Is he going to step up? Is Jordan Houston experience is going to be too much? Not the, there's not a single position where I am as in the dark as with receiver. And trust me, I have called around. I've asked, Hey, what's going on? Who's going to be the guy? Da, da, da. That this is full on competition. Whoever wins it, wins it, and whoever doesn't, doesn't. And that's just going to be the deal there. But uh, the wide receiver room is the big competition I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree there, although I do have a couple comments on the running back room as well. But, yeah, I mean, with with just a, just a recent addition in Bradley Rosner to this wide receiving room, it kind of gives you an indication of how wide open it just might be, uh, you know, especially with Rosner joining us, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Ball camp starts today. So, I mean, he's really little to no time to get acclimated. He's just getting trial by fire thrown right into the mix. But, you know, despite maybe some uncertainties, um, you know, amongst the wide receiving room itself, I I do believe that a lot of faith is just going to be have to place, be be placed into uh, Robert and I. Because I've said this, a billion times on here in the past couple of months here, Robert and I gets the absolute most out of the personnel that he has dealt. For and sure. you know, there, there's a lot of talent that he's being dealt here. We we've talked a lot about how maybe some of these weapons that Brennan Armstrong has to use are potentially some of his most dangerous that he's ever had. And it's going to be up to Robert and I to kind of sort through that and see what works the best. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with a key on Lassane or a, or a uh, Casey Concepcion, or uh, how they're going to utilize a Juice Vereen if he's going to be more of a wide receiver, a tight end type mix. But, you know, yeah. I, of course, I, I've been pleading for quite some time about the emergence of a Porter Rooks. Um, yeah. I'll be very intrigued to see how he gets used in this new offense. But yeah, you know, kind of switching back over to the running back room, maybe not so many questions as it's kind of widely understood that the two guys are going to be Houston and Allen. But I just, I need to feel, well, I don't need to feel, but I would like to feel a bit more confident on how the running backs can be used because of last year, I mean, can't sugarcoat it. It was a disaster. 
in terms of the run game. Just couldn't establish much of anything the entire season. And, you know, with Robert and I being an offensive wizard the way he has been, he tends to air it out more than anything else. But I do think that's going to open up the doors for Jordan Houston to bust loose because it feels like he's always just that one guy away from breaking off a long one. We could find ways to utilize that now. And, you know, I've, I've been very high on a Michael Allen for quite some time now. I think he could could be primed for a breakout season here in 23. So I certainly think that he's something to look out for as well. Michael Allen has great contact balance, and he has instant burst. He may not have the lateral quickness of a Jordan Houston. He, he may not. But the ability in those short spaces to say, you know what, I don't need to get around you. I can just get through you. I can just keep it pushing like you aren't there is going to be vitally important because one thing that happens with an eye and the way that they stretch an eye offense is stretched the field uh, horizontally. It opens up running lanes, but that back has to get downhill in a hurry and get vertical in terms of the running game. And so um, I, I do think that, uh, you know, this will be an interesting situation to see how our running back game plays out and uh, a player that, you know, we're probably going to see on a lot of uh, jet sweeps and whatnot and touch passes, which are uh, a, a thing that Anai uses to supplement the running game a lot. It's probably going to be a Julian Gray. We're probably going to, that's probably going to be a thing we see a lot of uh, with the way that I've been hearing about him and, and how he's been used so far. So that's the thing to keep an eye out for as well. It's, it's going to be, how can we get the running game going? And if we can't get the running game going at a high level, how do we supplement that? Yeah, I, I would definitely like to see a whole lot more Julian Gray as you know, there was a lot of buzz surrounding Julian Gray in fall yeah. camp of last year. For sure. And just, you know, I mean, the way the offense shook out and the injury to Leary, you just never really had the opportunity to see Julian explode onto the scene like potentially he will this year. So, yeah, that's that's a good name to watch out for as well. I think maybe he gets a little bit forgotten about now because he's, of you guys on the scene. And he's why I said what how – He's another reason why I said this receiving room is so deep with so much talent uh, that is all unknown to some extent. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Smith, extremely productive when he was on the field. What is he going to look like this year? You know what I mean? Like we've we, we've seen multiple guys, and I don't even think that we've talked about uh, Timmons, who everybody expects to be the leader of that group. It, and so this is what I mean in terms of we haven't talked about the Clemson transfer, who's six four, six five, and can run. There are so many ball players in that room. How do we? Who separates themselves in that group? That's going to be important to me. Yeah, I mean, just sitting here talking about it, you almost forget how many names we have in that wide receiver room. It's probably what seven to eight, maybe even nine guys you could see with significant playing time this year. That's substantial. We have Not- we have the talent. It's just some of it is a bit unproven at this point in time. So eight yeah. to nine guys I feel like could go to other FBS programs and play big time snaps. Eight no to doubt. nine guys that I, I don't feel like any of these guys, from what I've heard about them and from what I've seen with my own two eyes, I, I have not seen any of these guys. I'm like, uh, we need to go ahead and you know, it's time. It's time to move past them. So, you know, it's it's a it's a great problem to have, but also it's still a problem. We need to see somebody needs to separate themselves from the pack. Somebody needs to prove, hey, on Saturdays, Thursdays, whenever we play, you can count on me. I'm your guy. No doubt. Up next, we're going to recap our time at the ACC kickoff last week 
after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, and Kenton, rounding this thing out here today, wanted to just touch real quickly on our time. Uh, well, you were there all week, but I was there on Thursday at the ACC kickoff down in Charlotte. Look at your boys, man. Look at your boys. Yeah, we look we look real, real sophisticated. We're classy guys. We're classy guys. Down at ACC kickoff. Very cool to see our guys on the center stage there in the main press conference room. Got to hear from Coach Dorn. Got to hear from Brennan Armstrong. Got to hear from Peyton Wilson and, of course, Aiden White as well. Um, we have a we have some additional video clips that we have not released quite yet, but you will be able to see them now on Tuesday. Um, they are on our YouTube channel. I'll be sure to make that known on Twitter as well so everybody can take a look at those. But, Kenton, I want to make this point that I think, you know, maybe I'm biased in saying this, but I think probably the best question I heard asked came from you. And it was addressed to Coach Dorn on the on the main press conference. And you were kind of getting at, you know, Coach, you've been so close these past couple of years at breaking through. What's it going to take to break that wall, get through that ceiling, and get to that ACC championship? And I thought he had a pretty good response, um, you know, in saying, you know, sometimes it's one play, sometimes it's one player, sometimes it's one moment. You know, we've been so close and they're working so hard to break through to that. And you never know this year could be the year you, you you're not getting a whole lot of talk about an NC state being a, you know, a legitimate contender because you have the, the Clemson's the Florida States, maybe even you want to consider a UNC. This could be a perfect opportunity for NC state to fly under the radar overachieve perhaps in the eyes of many and reach mm-hmm. that ACC title game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I, I think that NC state, if you were playing, Contender or pretender, I think it all depends on our quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the biggest thing. You know, how good is Brandon Armstrong this year? And if he isn't good, how how good does MJ Morris look if we need to go to him? Like, that's that's the biggest thing for me. What does our quarterback situation look like? What does the wide receiver room look like? Those are the biggest question marks. And if those get answered in a very clean and efficient way, then this could be the year. This absolutely could be the year. Um but if we see those problems linger on, if we see uh, our defense struggle to replace a ton of production with Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas uh, now being in the NFL, if we see those things, we could have problems. That's just me being realistic and honest about this thing. So, you know, I, I agree. Doran gave a very great, great uh, answer to that question. Um, but at the end of the day, the rubber's got to meet the road and you've got to make the plays. You've got to have the luck. You've got to have that one play go your way. You've got to have that one player show up when you need them and get it done there. Yeah, this this season, and probably a lot more so than in recent years, it feels a, like a season where a lot of things kind of just hinge on the unknown. Like if yeah. X happens, then Y. It's not exactly yeah. as cut and dry as it has been these past couple of years. Like, for example, you look at last year. Oh, we think we're going to have the best defense in the league. It was. We do. But we were expecting a whole lot more from the offense that just never came. Of course, and then Leary goes down. You go through four different quarterbacks just to get eight wins. This, you know, the year didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, despite all the expectations. But yeah, at least, at least back then you kind of knew what you had. This year, you could see a multitude of guys rise up and become that depth chart starter that maybe you didn't see coming, even though maybe some of this looks kind of cut and dry black and white but we're gonna have to see but you know it all starts today the most exciting part 
is maybe the first day of fall camp. It, the anticipation now grows. We're 30 days away from kickoff. I can't wait. I certainly can't wait. Absolutely. But, Everybody's activated. Everybody's flying around on day one. Everybody is, you know, doing all types of craziness on day one. And this is the best your bodies will feel, gentlemen, on day one. So we'll see. Absolutely. But that that's going to do it for us here on Tuesday. As I just mentioned, the additional clips from ACC kickoff can be found on our YouTube page. They'll be under shorts. Uh, be sure to check our things out there. Um, of course, I'll make sure this is known on Twitter as well in case you miss it there. But thank you as always for tuning in. I saw that we blew past the 400 subscriber follower mark. So thank you so much for that, y'all. We got eyes on 500 now. We're going to keep climbing with this thing. So thank you so much for the support. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend to leave a comment about your thoughts on day one of fall camp, your thoughts on uh, these new commits, potentially Robbie Martin committing the, you know, the p- potential of a package deal with Paler and Anderson. Let us know what you think. Spread the love in those comments. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you more so this week. Thank you as always, y'all. Go Pack. Go Pack.